So, Jackie Joseph, welcome to the Confidence Clinic. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Um, to give a bit of background about you, so you're a TV presenter. Yeah. You're best known for working in the BBC. Yeah. The Homes Under the Hammer, Money yes. for Nothing, Morning Live. Yeah. Revamping furniture. Yeah. Upcycling. Is that what you call it? Upcycling? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, upcycling. Yeah. Um, which is very important now, given the current crisis. Mm. Um, but what I'm here to talk to you about today is something a bit more personal. So you've been really open about your journey with grief since sadly losing your husband, Andy, five yeah. years ago. Yeah. So to kind of kick things off with a very open question, from that point five years ago, how has your journey with grief been? Mm, it's been a sort of mixed emotions, really. So initially, um, when you lose a loved one, it's that hit and... Um, your first thing is when you like when you look. It's really weird, Jane, but like when you look out the window and you see people walking by and what have you, you just think, "What are they doing? Don't they know what's yeah. happened? Why are they just carrying on?" Um, and then you go through this whole process of sorting everything out, you know, because you have yeah. to get to the nitty gritties of things, um, normal, which I didn't know was that normal, but normal things like getting the passport back, sorting out things like council tax, getting, you know, the driving licence back to DVLA, um, oh making sure, you know, every, you know, closing all accounts and, you know, everything. So you're sort of swept up in that. So even then your grief is there, but because you've got so many other things to sort out, it sort of takes a little backseat. This is what happened yeah. for me for a while. Um, and then obviously organising the funeral and everything. Um, so the grief is there, but it's there in a different way because you've got so many things yeah. going on. And then for me, it kind of hit, you know, maybe two months later, um, you know, a month, two months later, where then it's just like, you know, a part of you is sort of gone. Yeah. It's, it's gone. Um, and you have to sort of, it's very difficult to even think that you can carry on at that point. But somehow night turns into day, day turns into night, and it goes on and on and on. Um, but I didn't really do much for several months. Yeah, I was more sort of at home, didn't really do anything, didn't go to meetings, anything like that. And I just sort of kept myself within myself. But in my heart, Andy was still there. Yeah. You know, and that actually helped me. And it still does to this day. With my grief, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. he's still he's still there. So when I come home, oh hey, and I'm back, or yeah. I'll talk to him, tell him about my day, or if I'm watching a show that we used to love, you know, I'll I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, so that really helps me yeah. personally. Um, but it, grief is a very personal thing, and everyone will go through it in a different way. Um, but I was lucky that I had family. I've got a big yeah. family. So, you know, the six of us, six kids. So, you know, you had, you know, lots of sort of interaction um, and lots of help, lots of support. You know, they helped me with, you yeah. know, sorting out everything. But at the end of the day, it's you that has yeah. to deal with it. You know, they can be there, but when they go, yeah. you're there on your own um, with your emotions and and you have to just take it day by day. If you want to have that day when you just want to cry, then yeah. that's okay. You want to have that day when you just feel, let me go for a walk, then that's yeah. okay. Y you know, 
I think the way you describe it as a journey is yeah. a really helpful way to kind of describe it, particularly when you were saying at the start where you've got to, obviously it's a shock, no matter, yeah. even if you're prepared for it or not. Yeah. And then you've got to do all that, like, yeah. admin. But the way you're describing it, it just comes into my head. I think, I mean, I can't understand because I've not been through this, but um, having to go through those tasks when you're probably feeling like yeah. shell-shocked, like doing all these big things, like speaking to DVLA, yeah. talking to council tax, doing all yeah. these things, that like even the best of times when you're in the best of form or the best yeah. mood, it's very, like, real, isn't it? It's like... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's very final, you know, and yeah. it's that, that time you have to go to the, you know, the town hall and, you know, get the death certificate. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? And you sit, you sat there and then they'll say, you know, how many copies do you, do you need? need, you know, and you'll say, well, I, I need, you know, like 10 copies because you have to send a copy of these death certificates to all these people, passport, right? you know, everything, you know, um, but it's just like... I suppose at that time, I mean, doing things like that mm -hmm. and having to put your mind in something that when you're feeling so probably emotionally shocked yeah. and overwhelmed, yeah. even that process is like, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. very, like you've got to just do it, haven't you? you you've and got you've no got choice. To do it, yeah. And you've got to do it. And you've got no choice. So that's the the thing that I didn't even think of. You don't think of things like mm. that. Yeah. You think, okay, you know, if the worst happens, you have to organise a funeral. But you don't think of the other things. Yeah. And th some of those things go on and on. Yeah, and I was going to say. Trust me. Yeah. They go on and on and on and on. You know, bank accounts get frozen as well. Um, so that's another thing that I didn't even think of. But everything in that person's name gets frozen. Right. Um, so, so you have to make sure that financially that you can yeah. carry on until that's all sorted if you know what I mean but you don't that's not something you actually think of yeah because I didn't not yeah well, um, thinking back to the early stage of your grief what helped you the most at that time um, what helped me the most was in my soul is that as I said, I, I did say it, you know, but uh, Andy's still here. Yeah. That is what really helped me. I couldn't let go of that, that he was still there. I could feel that mm. he was still there. And um, and that, for me, was was the best thing. And talking to Andy's mum. Yeah. You know, um, you know, she lost her boy. Um, so talking to Andy's mum... It was always great. I mean, we were close anyway, but it was a great source of comfort yeah. to me. Um, and that really helped me. So just knowing that Andy was still with me in my head yeah. and talking to his mum, those are the two real key things for me yeah. that helped. I think that's a really um, important point as well because during times like this, I think other people who aren't directly involved kind of want to help. Yeah. But sometimes maybe feel awkward or feel like yeah. they because they, they just want to take the pain away from you and obviously they can't and they no. can't understand because they don't because it's yeah. not happening to them exactly so i suppose like sharing it with somebody who's going through the same thing is the only only really support and comfort that you can yeah yeah absolutely get. because you know mary lost john john her, her husband um about uh, 11 years ago um 11 12 years ago 
so of course she understands yeah. it. But then also this is her, like I say, this is her boy. Um, so she's feeling the grief yeah. as much as I am. And so I yeah. think we're, we're just like a comfort for each other. Um, and it is important. And, you know, I suppose if you don't have, like I say, I've got a big family and I've got Mary. Um, if you don't have that, then you have to seek that. If you feel that you need it, yeah. go for help. There are lots of yeah. great sort of grief counsellors out there that are really brilliant. Um, and if you're not sure where to start, you know, go to your GP first. Talk to your GP because they'll have yeah. they'll have a good source of information. Um, or maybe go to someone like even a Marie Curie um, because Marie Curie will, again, have, you know, yeah. a great... Um, sort of index of, of information and people that you can talk yeah, to. Definitely, Jackie, because I think even me working as a GP and yeah. like seeing people going through those early stages of grief, I think sometimes just coming through the door and having that space is not directly linked to your family and we're just there to listen and almost like I remember seeing patients of mine who would be really in a state of panic or denial mm. or intense emotional states and I think having somebody say to you, this is a normal human reaction. Everyone yeah. responds to it differently. There's nothing wrong with you. We don't need to give you, like, do it, you know, antidepressants or anything. No. Not, not straight away anyway. And yeah. it's kind of holding that space for them to say, it's a completely human reaction and also, like, a very personal one. Yes. And I think just kind of... The things I used to do anyway would just be like, I'm going to have a call with you next week or I'll see you again in the, next week. Yeah. And even just giving them that routine, that somehow getting them from day to next yeah. and checking and saying, how are you feeling today? And then they can reflect with me. Well, yeah. last time we spoke, you were feeling like this. You were just kind of putting in place like basic self-care. Yeah. And actually going, oh, actually, now I'm going out for a walk and I'm doing those things. It's yeah. those small things initially, but also the reassurance that yeah, these feelings like like will improve over time yeah but it's just kind of like having the support around you to help you sit with it exactly and i think you know this is important to seek that help yeah you know if you feel that you need it don't try and be a hero go and get that yeah. support you know like i i didn't personally um go for counseling but like i say because i had people like mary i yeah. had you know there's six of us in six siblings in in our family so i had lots of people to talk to um and, and they all knew obviously andy really yeah. well he's their brother-in-law you know um so i had that network um around me but trust me if I felt I needed yeah, it, yeah. I would have been knocking on that door yeah. of, of a GP or Marie Curie. Macmillan Cancer Support were great um, as well. So they're, again, another... It's not just for... They won't have, you know, counsellors just because someone passed away with cancer. They'll have counsellors yeah. in general. Yeah, they do, actually. And they also yeah. have, um, again, for working as a GP, yeah. almost leading up to it. Because sometimes, like yeah. I say or you said people's grief journeys are different, you can start going through a process yeah. as, as the kind of, you know, if a death is expected, it's just a think of yeah. time almost ho holding your hand through that process leading up to yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, or if it is, you know, if your um, loved one is going through um, end-of-life care um, and maybe there's a hospice looking after yeah. that person... I mean, Andy didn't go to the hospice. He, you know, he, he was at home. Yeah. Um, and they were great, um, Pembridge. Did you have um, them coming out like the district? They came, yeah. yeah, they came, you know, 
Um, they were great. Dr. Bernardo, Claire, then we had district nurses. But um, Dr. Bernardo and Claire came from Pembridge and then they organised, like, you know, district nurses um, along with Macmillan to come in. But they were they were absolutely brilliant. You know, I often hear Andy, you know, with Dr. Bernardo, especially Dr. Bernardo, because <laughs> really, they really got on. Really? And he was fabulously Italian. And I'd just hear them all laughing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. That's so good, though. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God, there he goes. Yeah. But so even th- things like that, even your your um, the people in the hospice, if it is end of life care, they've yeah. got, you know, look to them for help as well. Um, but get the help um, and don't sort of try and suffer in silence yeah. because that's when it can then escalate to something else. Talking about um, grief as a journey, and we spoke about the initial feelings that you had and mm. getting from one day to the next. What was your, sort of your next chapter in that journey over this time? Um, well, like I say, I did, uh, you know, spent several months not really, I was, you know, functioning everything. Yeah. You know, and just doing stuff. And um, I even went to New York with the sisters. They said, come on, we're going to go on a girl's trip. My brother was doing a, a play out there. So that was a great excuse. So we we all went, four, four of us went, and it was great. Um, you know, sad, You know, it's, it's tinged with sadness, but, you know, it was great because you think when me and Andy went to New York, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, uh, and it's just everything kind of changed. And like I said, I didn't meet anyone. Um, and obviously there's things like silly little things that... You know, we'd go for coffees together, we'd go for lunch together, we would go to cinema, we would go for dinners, yeah. we would go on holidays. I haven't got that person to do that yeah. with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not going for coffees, I'm not going for lunch, I'm not going to the cinema, yeah. I'm not going on holidays unless it's with my sisters and yeah, yeah. what have you. Um, or, or more recently now with friends, but it's it's really different. Funny enough, I was talking to um, Geth about it. We were talking about it on Wednesday. Because uh, I'd just gone on holiday to Tenerife with a group yeah, of friends yeah. for my, my friend's birthday. And he was saying, because he's on his own. And, you know, we were having a chat about it. He was saying, I love seeing your photos and everything, you know. Da, da. And he was saying, yeah, because it's really difficult, isn't it, when you're on your own? He said, because you're like me, you know, who do I go on holiday with? Yeah. And, you know, I said, well, it's, it has to be with friends. And he said, yeah, but it's got to be the right friends because you don't want to be spending all the time with them. And yeah, so, yeah. You know, so, um, so it is things like that. I did eventually, um, it was the September of, um, towards, I don't know what happened. It must have been Andy in my head saying, just get on with it now, Jack. So that's when I started meeting people again. I mean, I'm talking about sort of TV people. Um, so I started contacting people again and saying, you know, let's have a meet. Can I meet with you? Yeah. Da, da, da. So I, that's when I started. Um, so it was about, yeah, sort of eight, nine months yeah. before I started doing anything like that. And um, But it, it was good. So obviously something pushed me. Yeah. And for me, it was Andy that said, come on now, this is it now. Get out there. Get on with it, Jack. Because that's what you'd say to me, just get on with it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> maybe it's it. like you said, though, that part of you that still yeah. still lives on in you. Yeah. And yeah. maybe those and the important things, when it's the right time for you, he'll yeah. crop up in your mind like he would do in yeah. if he was here. Exactly. Exactly. It's like that. that's it now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I did. And, you know, um, I, maybe I could say that I sort of threw myself into work yeah. then because then it, it became I want to be busy, busy, busy now. I just want to keep being busy so I don't really have too much time to sort of dwell. And it's been great. Um, 
and and I'm really grateful um, for that push yeah. that I got. So when you after those eight or nine months, you got back into it. Yeah. What was your first job then, and how did you feel kicking things off again? Well, funny enough, I think my first. I mean, I'd always been doing like the fashion, my fashion expert mm. um, work, which was which has been was great. Certainly at that time at QVC, going in as a fashion expert. Yeah. Um, which is is fantastic, um, but my first sort of after doing, you know, I've done things for ITV and Lorraine and This Morning and whatever, what have you, and um, lots of TV work in the past, but Money for Nothing was the first one I got. And the funny thing is, it was a programme, it's just because that's what I do, I make stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was a show that Andy knew that I really liked. Um, and I remember that day I was in Sainsbury's, other supermarkets are available, obviously. <laughs> I was in Sainsbury's um, after I'd met with the commissioner it's BBC Scotland and at that time um, it was who was it that was a commissioner at that time um, lovely lady anyway I met her um, and then she introduced me to Michelle who runs Frill Keen who make the show and I met with Michelle and like I said, then I was in Sainsbury's one day it was probably the December and she said oh you know we'd like to offer you things because I said to them I don't want to be a presenter Right. I shouldn't be a presenter first because although people in the craft world and all of that might know me, to come and do this show and just step right in as a presenter, I'd rather start as an artisan, which I did. Yeah, yeah. So I started as an artisan. So Jay would bring me stuff, um, Jay Blades or Sarah would bring me stuff and then I would upcycle them and make them fabulous. Um, and so I did um, as an artisan, I think for one series, series eight, Right, and then I said, "Okay, yeah." Then the next series I did as a as a presenter, so, but I literally burst into tears yeah. in Sainsbury's. I mean, gosh, when you look back and things mm. like that, and actually think about the journey of doing it, yeah, it's only when you unpick it like this and reflect on it, you realise probably how far you've come, yeah, and how like like how hard it was. Like oh, it was. I mean, I think the reason I sort of almost burst into tears in the supermarkets because I knew that Andy would be like... Yeah. He was like, there it, you Jack. go. There you yeah, go. you're off again. That's right. That's it. Uh, you know, get yeah. off and do it. So... And also yeah. knowing that, that belief in him that had to be the voice to push you mm. because obviously you're you're still grieving him and probably yeah. this process, like we said, is an ongoing thing. Yeah. But I think that's a good message. Like, oh, sorry, so, can I get a tissue? Yeah. You've got to sit, sorry. Um... For yeah. anyone who's like listening, because um, I suppose you, you've not tried to fight the feelings. You've just no. let, let them like mm. st still be there. Yeah. And then, uh, but you still oh, continued. Thank you so thank you. What are you going? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right, Jackie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's just sometimes, yeah, when you think about those things, but, you know, it's what it is. Um, and you have to ride that wave, yeah. and, and that's okay. It's okay to yeah. do that, you know. Um, I mean, I did, I must admit, I, I was doing co-hosting with Geth. Um, on last, Morning Live. Yeah, last year, and Steve McGann had come on and talking about, um, actually it was for Marie Curie, because they have their um, the Daffodil Appeal yes. every year in the spring. 
Actually, I'm doing a lifeline for them for the BBC. Yeah, I was going to call yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Um, and Steve McGann was talking about, you know, his father and um, and it was just like, I mean, I literally, I mean, live, I mean, just like tears streaming down. But, you know, the, so many, we've, we got inundated with people saying, thank you for being real and for being honest and I'm going through I lost yeah. my husband and do you know what I mean so it's just you know if you do start crying and people yeah. don't know why don't worry about yeah. it you know it's just one of those things I think when um when I asked you to do this podcast and we we're talking about yeah. Andy and how you dealt with grief I think one of the reasons I really wanted to speak to you about it and share your story and obviously there's part of things that I didn't know about is that actually a lot of people don't talk about it or sometimes feel awkward talking about it yeah. but it's something that like you're describing over that journey of the last five years yeah you've just it's just become integrated in your life and now yeah. you've dealt with it yeah and it's all right to say it's not it's not something you can go oh right when's this going to be over no um no and also like you say Andy yeah. still lives on in you yeah. so you kind of yeah it's an important part to just adapt to a different life exactly without forgetting the one you previously had exactly absolutely and you know it is important and it, yeah it, there's it's never going to be the same yeah but you will you know move on and carry on yeah um but it, it's it's just in a different way that's all i went to the cinema for the first time last was it last year um I was just our local little cinema, and um, yeah, it was weird, but it was all right. I, I made sure I went just sort of during the daytime, um, so there wasn't many people there. And like I say, it was a little local cinema. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like a milestone. It's like my gosh, you know. And I know a lot of people do go to the cinema on their own anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'd never done it. Like I say, yeah. we'd always done things together, always. Yeah. You know, um, so that was good. So things do you know adapt that's that's yeah. what happens and you know always remember that you know whatever your belief is um that there that person is for me is guiding you yeah, and yeah. is is looking down on you and protecting you and do you know what i mean there if you want them to yeah. be there i think it's really um an interesting and good point what you said about just last year going to the cinema again because yeah. it's like on the journey of doing different things at like your own time and your own yeah. pace because yeah. in some ways like you're probably already then well you would have been then back yeah. at work back on TV which yeah. let's face like you said you're on the telly yeah. so it's like something where you know it's even though you probably take it in your stride you've got to be looking good feeling good mentally yeah. able to deal with it it's not just like oh you've gone back to work and no. it, it's a job that you just say doing from home or something like that yeah. not not to say that that's no. not under the same stress as you were but it's you you are putting yourself out there yeah. but still doing the small things in the background in your own time at your own pace yeah. as you feel comfortable to handle it yeah exactly you know what it you know what it's like you know when you're um doing television you know what it's like it's like um you're doing these shows. You're on. You're you're on performance, if you yeah. like, because you're dealing with, you know, if like if I'm at the tip, I'm going into people's car boots. I've got to be like, hi, yeah. you know, what what you're throwing away today then? And you're always you're on it like that. You know, you have to do pieces to camera. You have to no matter what's going on at home or yeah, maybe yeah. the night before you weren't feeling great, but you have to get up there when you're doing your pieces to camera. You can't be going on. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really great work that the artist. Yeah, you've got to be. You've got to be like you know what Katie and Sophie did. Absolutely amazing. You know they turned my old junk into you know, and you've got to be like, you know, if you do morning live, you got to you you can't be like. I remember you saying to me actually when you go to tip, and how the tip is like a place. I mean, it sounds like yeah, but it's a place where people throw bits of their life away it's not just chucking out junk or rubbish it's actually and I suppose it's a place where when people are going through going back to the start of our conversation when you said you've got to go through not only sorting out the legal bits and the life admin on the biggest thing it's actually going through the possessions the things you had together the home that you had together and deciding I mean that for me I think would be really hard deciding how far do I go with this is this going to have to be am I going to carry on living in our yeah. Our home, our bubble, or do I take your things and put them there? Or do yeah. I go, right, this is a new start, do I change where I live? Yeah. All those things yeah. are so massive and dramatic. Yeah, they are. And the uh, tip is where people are actually it. living it. Yeah, absolutely, because there's a lot of reasons why people do throw things. Obviously, um, maybe they've inherited it because they move into a new house, furniture was there, they found things yeah. in the shed found things in the loft, they have to get rid of it. Someone gave it to them because they didn't have any money back then, but now they can get rid of it because they've got new stuff now. Um, And a lot of the things are, you know, my husband passed away and I've kept, you know, his toolbox and this this side table or his desk and things, but now it's time for me to, you know, thing. Or my mum passed away, but this was her favourite sideboard. You know, I'm so glad that you took it because, you know, to think that it's going to live on. Do you know what I mean? So you hear so many stories of why people are are having to get rid of these things that, you know, mean something to them, but they know they have to to let it go. Or they're clearing out their home of their mum or their dad or their grandparents who passed away and they have to clear their home now um, of all the furniture they might have seen as they were growing up. You, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember my nan used to keep all her little trinkets in there. Yeah. She loved it and she'd polish them every day. You hear all these stories. Yeah. But they have to do it. What do they do? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But that's a really, I imagine, really like yeah. hard thing. It's the things Very that you tough. see, the things that you ha- in your yeah. um, environment that, you, that are part of your life subconsciously, like that's part of your home. Yeah. But it's there because of them. Yeah. And that's the things I love because then I totally get what where they're coming from. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, and and it and I and I feel their their grief, yeah. You know, and some of them obviously off camera. I'll say to yeah. them that you know I lost my husband, and you know, and then we will have a little chat at the tip. Yeah. Do, do you know? Well, what I, I think mean? that's amazing, Jackie. And I think yeah. I think that would help them because probably they wouldn't know no. the backstory no. and not expect you to kind of say that. So potentially on a day that they've been dreading and a day yeah. where, like when you're saying at the start, right, I've just got to get up, get into gear, yeah. just get this stuff, just get done whatever needs to be done. Yeah. But actually, maybe meeting you yeah. and going, look, I had to do it, and yeah, it's it's awful, but yeah. you know. But it's funny, but for them that day maybe just. Yeah. Having that little chat. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, you know, because you wouldn't know. You walk past some, you walk past me on the mm. street, you wouldn't think, oh, she's a she's a widow. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. You you wouldn't think that. Oh, she lost her husband. How would you know? Mm. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't know. It's like if, you know, if someone has a mental illness, it, you don't know. Yeah. And that's why it's important for people to talk. Yeah. yeah. And I think um a question that I wanted to ask you is mm. actually about 
when people are around you and so you're going through your journey of grief at any point that you're at yeah is there like people often wonder what are the best things to say or not to say and i know you'll probably say it depends on the person how your relationship mm. with them but just the people listening if you were going to say look it's, it's the best things that you found from your experience mm. what advice would you give it's it's difficult because again it comes down to and it does come down to the relationship you have mm. with that person and it does come down to um um, being honest and yeah. you can say, to, you know, Jack, I just don't know what to say. Yeah. You know, I, I I can't, even you have to be honest and just I can't imagine what you're going through. But look, I'm here if you need me. Yeah. You know, it's not worth you saying, oh, how are you? Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Because how do you think I am? Allow them, exactly. How Allow them to I guide am? you. Yeah. yeah. So just be honest and just say, I, yeah. I actually don't know what to say because I can't imagine what you're going through because to lose Andy, you know, yeah. such a great guy. I am so sorry, but look, I'm here for you. Yeah. And if you want to talk and then let the person. And you've not dodged a t topic, but you've not forced but it. But you've either. not forced it either. Like, like I say, yeah. you know, I mean, later on, you know, I don't know, like I say, it depends. I mean, my brother might pick up the phone, you know, you're right, sis, you're right, sis. And he'll just say that. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? But that's my brother, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can say that, but I think if you're not sure on what to say, um, then you'd have to say, just yeah. be honest yeah. and say, I'm, I really don't know what to say and I can't imagine what you're going through, yeah. you know, and, but I'm here if, if you need me and I can just sit, we can just have mm. a cup of tea and just talk about nonsense. Like hearing you say that reminds me of um, one of my really good friends lost his mum a couple of years ago, really mm. suddenly and tragically. And wow. um, now, because I knew his mum, and she was this yeah. amazing woman, and I, I know the day that she died on her birthday, just because I'm so close to him. Yeah. And I always text him and say, yeah. thinking of you today or something like that. Yeah. And I said to him, look, is that all right, me doing that? Just because I am thinking of her. And he's like, yeah, Jane, because yeah. it shows it's not just me thinking of her. And you're like, yeah. and I think it comes down to, like you say, about remembering Andy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of thinking about them in terms of life as well, as well as losing them. Yeah, exactly. I do the same with my friend, you know, my friend Rachel. Yeah on her mum's anniversary, um, on her mum's birthday. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? On I, I never, I didn't know her mum, but yeah. Rachel's devastated uh, yeah, yeah. by her mum's death, and she still is to this day. Um, and, and this was, Rachel just turned 40, so this would have been maybe, I don't know, nearly 20 years ago. But, yeah, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. Do you see what I mean? It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, you know, so on those sort of key days, I, I'll always message yeah. her and we'll have a chat and do you know what I mean? And we'll talk about good, Margaret. Yeah, to show that yeah. like you're you're remembering and like yeah. it's up to them then if they like actually I'm, I'm feeling awful today or actually I'm in a better spirits about it and it, that might change year by year. Yeah, exactly. But just you remembering them and just kind of yeah. reaching out means yeah. a lot just because it you're does. remembering them and the person as well. It does. It's, you know, as I was saying to you before. Um, you know, my sister um, Bella and her husband Richard lost their first child, um, Che. At, took him home three days old, and he passed away. And we will always celebrate his birthday because he would have been twelve. Mm. Um, you know, and we'll go to the graveside. We'll get a yeah, birthday yeah. cake. We'll open the prosecco and we'll sing happy birthday. 
Do, really? Do, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, without fail. Um, it's just what it is. And we all say, oh, you know, you know, Che is up there with Andy yeah. making trouble, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, exactly. No doubt yeah. making trouble. Do you know what I mean? And that's how we, we deal with yeah. it, you, you know. And so whether it's a child that you've lost, a parent, you know, a grandparent, yeah. a loved one, um, a close, you know, the closest friends or, you know, just be open and, and just always remember them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important to always remember. Yeah, them. I definitely do. As yeah, well. that they're not just you know, oh, it's just like nothing. Yeah, so I think it's ev like everyone has different ways of dealing with things. Exactly. And also, I think you you might change how you kind of think about things during the whole journey of grief. Yeah. But I think from here, listening to you and hearing how like you talk about Andy and how it's remembering the life yeah. you had together and yeah. just just remembering him and he's still part of you even though he's not physically here. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's what it is. That's exactly it. Although he's not physically here, yeah, he's it here. on with how you carry with on with me. your yeah. life. Exactly, which is important. And yeah. everyone will deal with things differently. But, you know, sit back sometimes and think about what you've done, you know, since yeah. you've lost that person also. Just, you know, and sometimes give yourself that, you know, well done you. Yeah. You, 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 you're doing it. And do it for them if that's, you know, if that helps as well. Yeah. Like you said about getting back into work and yeah. throwing yourself back into it, and that will yeah. be the same for anyone, no matter yeah, what no matter what job they're doing. Yeah, but um, like it's those, I suppose it's like integration, isn't it? Back into your, and yeah. it, it, I was going to say into a normal life, isn't normal yeah. life into a new life. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a new life in most cases that you don't really want to be. Yeah, because you didn't want them to go, so it's hard to kind of make yeah. those adaptations. Yeah, but we don't have control over that. Yeah. We don't have control over it. I didn't have control over that. Yeah. You know, that control was taken away. So what what can, what you, can do? you do? Yeah. You can't, you know. I mean, you know, I mean obviously it's just like just awful, but if you haven't got control over it, you haven't got control over yeah. it. You know. And you have to accept yeah, you know, and it took me a while to accept. But I have to accept, you know. Um, I was listening to quite a few podcasts about grief before speaking yeah. to you. Um, like I say, because I've only exp I've experienced like grandparents and people yeah. dying, but it's been in a different setting, perhaps, yeah. like you're losing Andy. And when people, that's why I keep coming back to this point of the journey of grief, because mm. it's very much an independent or yeah. unique thing. But the end, not the end point of it, but this um, idea of acceptance, and that's your own personal way of yeah. kind of putting the pieces together, and it, it's your way to kind of move forward now with things just accepting that whatever happened or how not whatever happened but in mm. terms of the, the the circumstances of how things happened and how they've changed your life aren't in your control but like I say integrating that person into yeah. the next chapter of your life however that's going to be yeah can actually be um quite confident to the person once it gets to that stage yeah I mean but this is it and that's what I'm saying just think about what how far you have come yeah um and that in itself will build a little bit of confidence, you know, yeah. because um, it, it's important to recognise what you've done. Yes. It's important to recognise that. And, um, and, and, it, and for you and going through it and for me, it's just like, well, that's what I do. Yeah. You know, I do 
TV programs. I, I go into dusty houses for yeah. Hammer and look yeah, around yeah. and do all that. I go to the tip. Yeah. You know, I go and I, I go to my studio and I make stuff. I make yeah. it look great. I go to the artisans, see what they're doing. And, and you, you sometimes you just sort of say, well, this is what I do. But actually, take a look, yeah. really. You know, if you're going, you know, out every day, you're going to the office, you know, you're um, whether you're a PA, whether you're a filing clerk, whether you're working in a bank, whether you're working in a supermarket, you're getting out there and doing it. Um, because if you weren't there, people wouldn't be able to get their shopping. If yeah, you weren't in that course, office, yeah. th that wouldn't yeah. run. If you weren't in that bank, people are not banking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so no matter what you do, you know, um, give yourself yeah. almost a pat on the back because yeah. you have actually built your confidence and you're without even knowing it. Almost in some ways because the journey of grief is alone. Yeah. You're, there's, you've kind of rebuilt yeah. your next chapter, yeah. you know, by yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got that strength. It's like someone sent me a card and I frame it. It's in the loo, actually. It's in my bathroom. <laughs> but it's that, you know, it's, you, you know, you, you're stronger than you think and braver than you know. Yeah. That's it, you know. And it's like someone else sent me a card, um, one of Mary's good friends, um, gorgeous Hillary. Um, you know, when when it's night, look for stars. When it's raining, look for rainbows. Yeah. And those little cards, things like that, I frame yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's things like that, that, you know, it's those little sort of affirmations that make you think, yeah, actually, yeah, I've, I, I, you know, I've done it. I am, and I'm doing it. And that's what people should think and build your confidence from yeah. that. Because if you look back at what you've done, which which we tend to not do because we're just getting on with it. Yeah. Um, but if you look, just say, gosh, I've I've done this. I've done it and I will continue to do it. And that's confidence building. Yes. And it's really powerful in yeah. also coming from you as somebody who's been through it. Yeah. And actually, like, I think one of the things with grief is that people don't like there's the first elements of it but then the as you move forward with life how yeah. you deal with it as you build your life into the next chapters of it yeah. it's often not spoken about that much yeah it's um, it's, it's true but it is important to recognize it and, yeah. and i think it's only um when you're talking to people that's why it's always good to talk yeah and and someone will say to you but you know jane look how far you've come you know because you might not see it yeah except because you're just getting on with it um, um, and it's that's why it's, it's so important to talk. Um, and like I said, I know we say it a lot for, obviously for mental health, because it is so yeah. important, um, you know, and, and it's the same thing for grief. You know, it is really important to talk and it's important to recognise what you've done and how far you've come. And that, you, you know, and to also acknowledge that the grief is still going to be there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not going to go away. It doesn't just magically disappear. It's there, you know, but you're sort of more in control of it, yeah, if you like. Yeah, exactly. Until there's, there's going to be moments that come, of course. You know, Andy passed away, it was New Year's Day. New Year's Day is kind of never the same for me. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? How do you deal with days like that? Um, well, I sometimes, um, I would be with Mary. Um, but other times I'd be at home because um, we kind of liked being at home. We've done some New Year's when we're out, but it's not all it's cracked up to yeah. be. 
do you know what I mean? New Year's Eve, we'd do like go to Primrose Hill and let off lanterns with everyone else. We'd go to the sort of, um, you know, raves or whatever and yeah. what have you. We'd, we'd, but afterwards, we're just like, you know what? It's we'll not all that. Home, yeah. just go. <laughs> so we just be at home. We'd have our champagne and you know and things yeah. like that, and we just have music on. And do you know what I mean? So most times, I want to be home for New Year's, yeah. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I want to be at home. I have spent um, the first New Year's Day. I spent with Mary, and then after that, I would I would spend Christmas with her. But I would make sure I was at home. For me, I wanted to be at home. Yeah. So I'm at home New Year's Eve. I'm at home New Year's Day. I'll bring in I'll bring in the New Year's, you know, and I'm at home. Yeah. And it's fine because Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's absolutely fine. In that place where all those amazing memories were yeah. made, yeah. it's nice to kind of maybe take that moment yeah. on that time. Exactly. To kind of be in that space again. Absolutely. Someone said to me, one of my good friends, a producer said to me, after Andy passed away, and, and he had seen Andy because he had come round, him and David had come round, um, literally on the 28th of December. And it was nice and Andy was sat there and he had a little, a little glass or something with them. And... Um, but then Mark said to me a few months later, so are you going to move? And I said, for what? Yeah. Why would I move? Um, it's like that idea of chucking no. things out at the tip or changing. Yeah. How dramatic do you kind of want to go? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, um, you, you have to eventually sort of yeah. get their clothes and their possessions. You have to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? You have to deal with that. Moving. But moving is that for what? Yeah. You know, we liked our little flat, me and Andy. We liked our little flat in a good location. Do you know what I mean? We can get everywhere really easily. Even when we lived in Stanford in Lincolnshire, we lived there for over five years. We always kept the flat because we'd always be kind of having meetings or working in London. Why would I move? Yeah. Um, Because that's my place where I feel safe. Yeah. I walk in, I feel safe. Yeah, and that is so important. It's so important, honestly. It really, really is. Certainly for me, it's so important. You know, um... I get why you'd feel like that, actually, because I, I live on my own too. Yeah. And I feel really safe where I live. Yeah. And I think if I'd have been in a home where I'd been happy with, with yeah. my partner, it just being in that space yeah. of, of like going somewhere new, I think it would take so much more adaptation and like, yeah. because, it, because it isn't that safe spot and it, yeah. it never was. Yeah. So it's harder to... Yeah, it is. I mean, for someone else, you know, say it's an individual thing. For someone else, it'd be like, that. I need to get yeah. out of here. I need to, there's too many memories. I need to move. And that's okay because that's what they want to do. Um, and there's nothing wrong with mm. that. But for me personally, that's yeah. my... That's my haven. That is where we were together. That's where I am. Yeah. And that's where I feel safe. Yeah. Do do you know what I mean? So each to their own, really. You know, I think maybe some people do. I'm sure they do. They say, well, I've I've got to, I can't stay here. There's just too many memories. Yeah, yeah. I've got to go somewhere else. And that's all right. You have to do what's right for you. But for me, I feel perfectly safe and happy. Um, where where I am. That's really good. Yeah. And as a sort of final point, Jackie, about mm. your work you're doing with Marie Curie. Yeah. Can you just tell me a bit about that? Yeah. Um, Marie Curie got in touch with me um, last year 
um, actually, and um, they asked if I would do like um, a little um, like a, a sort of Q and A with them. Yeah. Um. So I did, but um, I love the work that they do, and um, but what I'm going to do now for them is BBC have this appeal that they call Lifeline. Yes. That yeah. goes on, you know, on a Sunday. I think this Sunday is Cla- Claudia Wil- Winkleman's doing um, for another great, uh, great charity. But, it, you know, they would pinpoint the charities and they would ask people to, can they do this appeal? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do this for Marie Curie um, in the next week or two. We're going to film at one of their hospices right. in, in Hampstead. I'm going to meet, um, you know, some of the people there and um, someone who recently lost their nan. And he was going. He was going through a really tough time because he was really close, um, and just two pieces to camera around the gardens yeah, and yeah. around the things, and and that will probably go on sometime in April during their appeal, um, during the Marie Curie um, daffodil appeal. And I think again, it's important um, to 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 do these kinds of things, yeah. and you know, to go to the hospice. Like I say, although Andy wasn't at the hospice, yeah. I know. The work you that know, they do, yeah, of course, and and I can relate to the families that are there, knowing that their loved ones, yeah, this is their end of life care, you know, um, and so it's kind of like an honour for me to do yeah. that, and you know, to be sort of chosen and like, yeah, it's great, Jackie's doing it, fantastic, which is which is good, um, like it's an honour for me to do this with yeah. you as well, oh, Jane. Thank you. So thank you so much, but yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Um, for Marie Curie, which I'm really pleased about. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine the support you give them because it's so relatable because you've yeah. actually been in their shoes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I did. Um, they do a Christmas Carol um, uh, event in early December, which I did with them at um, Southwark Cathedral, which was lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, but I did get so emotional because you have to get up on the. Everyone gets something to read. All the sort of yeah people um because they have a, a, a nice bunch of actors and thing that really support them so we all were, you know got something to read so you get up on the pulpit and and it's just like oh my gosh, gosh. you know it's just so like in a, in a place like that as well because it'd be so yeah lovely. and then you've got these hundreds of people the emotion you be able there. to feel it you actually feel that yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. it must be amazing though as well that like, have been part of all those people that yeah um I suppose celebrating the people that they've yeah. lost, and you've all yeah. mutually can experience that. That's probably why it's so yeah. powerful because yeah. it's it's it wouldn't be like anything else. No, no, absolutely. Um, but you know, I'm so glad I did it. Yeah, I'm so glad I did it. You know, and then I'm so glad I'm doing the lifeline yeah. for them as well. You know, which is good. So I think it's one of those things. Like I said earlier, that no one can understand unless you've been through it. So I yeah. think as a person, your voice, just because you have had that experience, is mm. really amazing support. Yeah. Just to kind of wrap things up, I know we've spoken about advice, but have you got any final bits of advice or anything that you give to anyone, either as somebody going through grief or as friends and family supporting somebody yeah. who's grieving? Yeah. Um, just be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Um and be patient with yourself, yeah. you know, uh, and don't think that you have to be a certain way or you have to do this or that in that order. Yeah. You have to go with the flow. And and like I said, it's, it is about being kind to yourself, about being patient with yourself and that you are going to have 
those highs and lows, those dark days, yeah. those days when you can do do things, those days when you just don't want to. Yeah. Just go with it. Yeah. Just go with it. And get support. If it's coming from your family and friends, take it. If you need, you know, support from, you know, whether it's, you know, counselling, uh, you know, or specialist advice. Yeah. Take it. Yeah, absolutely take it. But fundamentally be kind to yourself yeah. and be patient. No, that's amazing advice. Yeah. And like you say, there's so much support um, yeah. from your GP. Surgeries. Absolutely. And even just um, speaking to like the staff in the surgery, they can um, signpost you to um, bereavement services. Yeah. You can speak to your GP. Definitely. We don't mind you speak, just literally having a chat yeah. with us and just having that point of contact where you're free to speak yeah. without judgment. It's completely confidential. There's nothing to do with anyone else other than the doctor and the patient and I think yeah. sometimes having that freedom as well is important to just to kind of yeah. remind people of that as well yeah absolutely because sometimes it is easier for people to talk to people that yeah, of course. that are not attached to them if you if you like that's why I say yeah. the GPs are great um, f first source if you can't, if you don't know where else to go if you think well how do I where do yeah. I go um, but there are a lot of grief counsellors out there and grief counselling groups and yep. uh, grief trusts and obviously they say Marie Curie, um, Macmillan Cancer Support. Um, but your GP, if you're not sure, yeah, exactly. go to the GP first. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you it's so, so much. It's so good to speak to you. Thank you for sharing all this to me. Obviously, it's a really emotional yeah. topic, but I really appreciate you coming in to chat to me. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, oh, Jane. No problem. Thank you.